This is Moss Whedon and Story in Mind. The neighbors seem to be up to something. Some kind of machinery, mechanical thing. And topic is branching out. Uh, I find myself, especially with these connections to the local uh, science fiction convention, I find myself one step, uh, one step up in uh, doing other things. So not just writing, uh, sorry, (laughs) not just writing a novel, say, but looking at comic books and looking at writing for television, which I've been doing for years. You know, that's, that's been a, an interest, a question. Can I do that? Is that going to be a good fit for me? I think the, the quality that works is that you can walk away for... Like, say, you're, you're not stuck with these people, you know, every day. Maybe you are, but there's this quality of that you would walk away and you would work on something. At least that's my understanding. And uh, my experience uh, with novel writing, that was definitely it. So, so what's an example of that? Well, uh, cur- currently, yeah, currently I am branching out. And I have been focused purely on novel writing, and now, now I'm seriously considering uh, three, three avenues. I've mentioned before that I've got um, spec scripts and it's just a matter of approaching them cautiously and quietly <laughs> and capturing them and I actually found myself uh, on the internet looking up it's like well okay well how do you do this because I remember taking classes uh, that talked about it, but didn't really get into it. It gave me some notion. Oh, you have to get an agent. And this is for writing for TV. Uh, For comic books, a number of opportunities popped up. Or inspirations. Such as, one of them was uh, a list of the big comic book publishers and what they want as far as some um, submission. You know, that they have certain guidelines. Uh, one of the big comic book publishers, they wanted uh, that, that you have 
a couple comic books actually published. And so that that's left up to definition, right? What does that mean? That you've done work uh, somewhere else and that, you know, exam- so examples are out there. I'm just thinking of two guys locally who did a... I think it was actually like a graphic novel. It wasn't just a comic book. And it had to do with uh, poverty in Vancouver. It had to do with poverty. But there was also a mystery. So it was a noir element to it. And when I met these guys, they were... I'm going... I'm trying to... Actually, I didn't meet them... I saw them on a panel at a local convention and they so I saw them at a panel and they were clean cut these two clean clean cut guys and I didn't put it together immediately but then I did contact one of them had this brief brief conversation online Right. Oh, and to the, the fallout of that was, I don't know if you've had that experience where you, you have that brief communication and then it's over and you're, you're sort of hoping for more, like maybe you'll get an invitation or sort of somebody will, you know, hook you up with somebody else or something like that, that, that it's an opportunity, but that's not... That's not what happened, and I think I did extend invitation, but it, it just didn't go anywhere. So that was that was interesting. And what happened to those two guys is they ended up working. They now work for Marvel Comics. I guess what I keep coming back to is that I'm I'm most comfortable with the with the novel and the comic book writing situation that's it's different you're working with other people's intellectual property and you are it's kind of like being a ghostwriter kind of there is creativity involved you have to bring your own to it just remembering meeting the local impresario and discussing the comic book and thinking back I it, it was sort of like being a kind of hermit crab or something I felt very um, enclosed and closed sort of covered with some kind of shell you know, all stuck out with barbs and stuff, and uh, crotchety. 
and and I you know you think I, well I thought of the the cliche of the old guy, I'm definitely middle aged now, but I'm not I'm not I don't sit there and go I'm old, but and two to somebody else, especially somebody younger, they might look and go oh you know he's the old guy. Interesting. Right, so I'm branching out. I'm not sure ultimately where this is going to go. It's almost like, say, sending out invitations. Or being open to it. Uh similar to comic books with television that you've already that you already have to sort of create the groundwork one question i i have is how do you get uh, your stuff how do you get your spec scripts to uh, the people in charge of hiring and i and i never really got a clear uh idea about that. I never got sort of a a clear response. In, in the program that I took, what, what they had us do, this was about as close as we got, besides agents, is that they said, they, they said, compile, do research on the person, right? Do research on this, on these producers, the people who run these, the TV show the person who runs the TV show that you want to get in, into. And so we were on the Internet Movie Database, IMDb, looking up these people, scouring around for other information. But it, it, it just, it never went anywhere. Like, say, all it was just spending the time doing that and it was not, it was it was never going beyond that and making contact with one of these people i'm sure somebody did somebody cracked the code and figured out how to go on to the next level and too i know that one guy in an earlier class of mine he actually managed uh, to do that and he wrote he wrote at least the screenplay for Hannah, which is out right now, which is this. It's either uh, a cloned human being or an artificial, something like that, a GMO person. And uh, there's a couple of videos up of him being quite humble. It, it was, you know, it was interesting to see. Because some people just, you know, boil over with this uh, ego or enthusiasm. I think enthusiasm is okay, but it's just the ego that's off-putting to some of us. Right. So, this branching out... Uh, I'd like to stay. I'd like to stay in my little invented zone, but the world 
is demanding uh, finances. So it's sort of, okay, you know, how, how to do that. And maybe things have changed. Maybe something has opened up for me. Um, maybe because a book is out there, maybe, maybe that changes things. And so maybe I've changed. Maybe, maybe the sort of what is holding me back has changed. I'm definitely more conscious of what that is. Uh, so you know, now is the time. As I've I've written it up, I put up some uh, scheduling. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they're called. Like there's the big calendars, laminated calendars that you you use uh, erasable pens on, erasable or water soluble that you can just w wipe it off. So I've been using that to uh, brainstorm and remind myself. But I've been I've been calling this branching out. Uh, dream jobs. I'm going well. You know, if we're being realistic about, say, things that are possible, and uh, those those things are attainable. It's just about you know breaking them down into these sub goals, these smaller goals. Also, I'm being realistic. I know that those, you know, it's those are dream jobs, and also I know that they're not. It's not like you get there and it's easy. It's work. It's uh, you know something that you do. You get paid for that for doing it. Uh, there is competition. So part of it is is to become well-known. So there's that. But I also know that, let's say, those things might never happen. So, so okay, well, what, what else is there? And uh, in the meantime, because it really does feel like it's, you know, while we're waiting for the writing thing to take off. But it's it's a funny thing. It's a weird thing because I know that it's not about it's not about the money, which is sort of heartbreaking because you you want to, you know, you want to be in a sort of at least okay position with it, so that you can, you know, you can just do your writing. And, you know, that that's enough. Explore. But that's, you know, that's not reality. I was, uh, I was watching a bit of Downton Abbey, and there was a phrase, uh, was it, uh, harsh reality. Something like, harsh reality is better than is always better than 
painful, uh, painful fantasy, something like that. Right. So. So that so it's it's being open to something, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm I'm also okay. You know, pick say what what kind of part-time jobs are available, and you know what's uh, what's not going to destroy me. You know that I can do, and it's not going to be a, a huge burden. I think the the big thing for me is that because say in the past I would just take anything uh, and I wouldn't be considering to a point I would consider interests, but it didn't really seem like there was a lot of a lot of jobs uh, in that area. So I'd consider interests, or right now I'm considering interests. Um, things that I would feel good about, causes that I'm interested in. So that's, that's moving my attention in a different direction. I was looking at a company, and they had a job, and it was it's sort of like this <laughs> really bottom-of-the-barrel, potentially miserable job for myself, that I would be miserable. But then... The, the company itself is awesome. You know, like it's a very... Uh, say, ethical or forward-looking. And the intention. The intentions are there. And it's... Uh, all of a sudden, right, the, the doom and gloom job is is looking like, well, yeah, but you have a purpose, or um, you're, you're helping something that has this purpose. So that seems like some kind of maturity is at work. At least awareness. I think, too, that, say, it's because before the diagnosis, I didn't have... I didn't know what to measure against. I knew there was something going on. Whereas after my diagnosis, I was like, oh, okay, that's why. Uh, and two, I'm stuck with, do I tell people? Because it, it's important for me to know. Is it important for them to know? So I'm, I'm sort of at that point as well. But the other, the other reason for telling people is that it becomes this um, barometer that say, I would not want to work for people who had a thing, you know, about mental illness and that they were sort of, or mental health, we could say it that, that, that they were not conscious about it and that they were not... Um, compassionate about it, say.
so, sort of along the lines of, I'm not, I'm not racist. I just don't like those people, right? Or something like that, right? I'm not a bigot. It's like, well, you definitely do not want to work for those people, right? So th- that, that's one thought. But I, I also have, you know, now I've been in those, in situations where it's al- it almost feels like it's kind of a prelude to a, an interview, a job interview. Well, that sort of, for me, lower tier stuff is happening. I'm still looking at things like, say, a LinkedIn profile and to shape it in such a, such a way that it's geared towards these uh, three dream jobs or wherever it is. To sort of be shooting for that and beyond, really. But, but to sort of making that the goal instead of, say, for example, you know, I, I get a job at the post office and that that's it, right? And sort of looking at that and going, well, you know, that's not my trajectory. Uh, and to, it could even be a piece of it. It could be, like say, a component, but it's not, it's not the end game. Anyways, I'm just looking at it and going, the key thing is, is to be comfortable and uh, not to take the position where I'm going to be, that it's going to exacerbate, it's going to make things worse. Let's get back to this branching out. So, uh, part of part of the part of the branching out is. It's a, it is about organizing time and creating a schedule. Uh, I don't know about you, but what I'll do is I'll I'll end up sort of being cast about. So I'll go from from one thing that I'm working on uh, to another without any plan. Sort of groping around in the darkness. Is this an elephant? And that's something that has, has eluded me. Perhaps the method for me is to know that there are these three branches. Also, too, they're all involved with storytelling. There are, there are potential jobs that branch off, such as um, teaching about storytelling or narrative design. Which I can do, but has been difficult in the past. And I would be 
um, I would be concerned. The difference, though, was that I was teaching and not knowing that I had PTSD. So I was, I was struggling. And I, I, I could do it, but I would have very painful moments. So as I'm saying this, I'm going, wait a second, I haven't taught since then. I haven't, I haven't actually done a class knowing, you know, and uh, having all of these coping skills. Uh, like the basic one is just to breathe. Which sounds ridiculous, but just if, you, if you're focusing purely on your breathing, you know, if you're moving all of your attention over, it actually does something. But if you're right in the middle of it, a panic attack, and some jerk tells you just to breathe, you know, and you don't know how to move your attention over, then they're a jerk <laughs> for not sort of, you know, oh, hey, you know, is there anything I can do to make you more comfortable, get you out of this situation you're in? So once again, this, this podcast is helping because I'm finding myself, uh, you know, realizing, it's like, wait a second, you know, I, I think I ought to try it again, but just in this different framework. So there's that. Uh... And, and two, I have taught storytelling in Vancouver, so, so there's a precedent. It's not like, say, something trying something new. Uh, and at the same time, it would be... I, I think about it, but actually, at the same time, I remember how difficult it was. Not all the time. I had moments of confidence, but there would be... Uh, things would break down. And I, and I would be struggling to get through. But again, I didn't know what was going on. It's depression. That, that was the usual. I, I would drag myself to a doctor and they'd say, It's depression. You slap me with some, uh, something. So let's see. Branching out. The, the more I look at it, the more opportunity there is as far as story. Uh, games, that's one thing I didn't, I forgot to include in this branch. I was just looking at three. But there's also games. Perhaps it would be better to say that the, this branch of three, it's comic books, uh, video games, computer games, whatever and uh, writing for TV. But again, there's schools here for uh, game design and it's okay to talk about it and talk about your personal experience with, with stories. And this is maybe you do some research and stuff. 
it's and it's interesting to sort of go no i'm i'm a professional i i've studied this thing i've practiced it at least i can compete with uh, other people who are who are teaching it's it's a weird thing to it feels like that i'm having this shift from being a writer, an author, a storyteller, that that's getting shifted, or that it has shifted, because of this demand from the outside world for money, and that that the that writing novels is sort of pushed back. It's pushed away to the side, and yet it's the most important thing. And that's this weird, sort of frustrating uh, situation. Uh, and you know, ha- having met some, uh, you know, met and talked with some authors who've been around the block uh, in Vancouver, you know that you know there's some of them they haven't quit their day job. There's some of them that have been. Living off of uh, advances, uh, you know, and <laughs> was it? Uh, I think I think one person told me that they had all of their books had paid off the advances, and that that was good, right? It was good, right? It was, it was okay. The agent is happy; they're making money. So it's it's a living. That, that seemed to be kind of the message coming back to me was that it's possible to to make a living. I guess I, I guess it's that say I'm feeling uh, sensitive ab- about this, and that I just you know, it's a weird thing too because it, it, say it's might writing is a is a great thing, but you could end up in a situation like say for for my my novel, I was in a you know terrible headspace, and it was like a it was it was yeah it was right it was right when i was getting my diagnosis and the whole process from a to z it was about or z sorry <laughs> it was about it was about that and and i do think that there's a, a reflection in the work and that you know say choices that are being made topic are there but that just that you know the that the great thing becomes this difficult thing. Uh, I'm one of those people who was who was and is 
uh, using it as a way of surviving and hoping to escape through it. But the reality is that is that you end up facing yourself, facing who you are, what you are, why you are the way you are. So it's time to move down to the the other street. In other news, the local... So what would it be? People attached to the science fiction convention who are close to it, who are volunteers, planning planning to do the convention, take part in it and everything. And... <laughs> Anyways, that I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, it'd be great to do something on those three days. And I'm connected to these people, and uh, and two, I actually got a, a personal invitation from one of them, and that was that was very kind because I, I was quite on the fence about it. And one of the things I did. Um, even yesterday was to uh, drop by the Facebook page for the convention and to to continue, but make changes. Uh, and I, I didn't want to talk about VCon. I think the only thing I mentioned in the first post was uh, that it you know it, it felt like it was time for some levity. Uh, as uh, VCon healed, because uh, for me there, it, it was a wound. I'm sure that for others it was much deeper, but for me it was this mix of you know embarrassment, anger, sadness, uh, feeling hurt. And, and this. Uh, this the, the group of volunteers into this says this is it's not VCon, and you know they're saying that right right away. That it's I think really it's for it's it's for them and it's for the people local people who you know want to connect and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. I I have hmm. I have opinions, though, and I'm looking at it as, you know, do I voice those opinions? Is, is this the time and place for that, or is it better to have restraint? Because I, I, have, I have things to say that are like, uh, I think that, you know, the entire board of uh, Wixfa should vacate and make room for people obviously be there to guide and advise but I, I think their time is it has come it's over and I'm not the person to get in there uh, I think because I'm I know my limits 
that's one. <laughs> the other is uh, is that I'm I'm really I'm new to this, and I'm learning, which is interesting. It's interesting to hear myself say that and to be uh, at that point. And it was great to have a couple people um, like say when I started posting again on the Facebook page for vcon that there that there are people still interacting and no one's set fire you know a couple times I was concerned that I had been removed from the Facebook page um, stop him stop Moss <laughs> It's his fault. And one of the things is I'm just posting, uh, I'm sharing things from other conventions and, you know, Canadian science fiction fantasy stuff. I'm not talking about VCon. And I'm just getting back to celebrating, uh, you know, what, what we're all passionate about. So, there's that. Uh, branching out. I, I I also felt hurt because it was, it's sort of uh, s- slow slowly becoming my community, um, and afterwards I could really feel my distance, and I know the reason why personally. Uh, and to this, the classic nerd, geek, uh, you know, introvert, uh, you know, poor social skills. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of these other people and going, you know, they have a hard time too. This is not easy for them. One of my concerns is that that I'll be that this group of volunteers wants to to use me. Uh, oh, Moss, you promoted this other thing. Why don't you just jump back on the horse and promote this thing? It's like ah, yes, but are you going to cancel it? You know what? Come on. And that's the thing. Nobody knows. You know the key people might. You know, die hideously in a in a car crash. Please don't let that happen. <laughs> but, but yeah, and and that's another coping skill is is to be able to do things that you enjoy, but also unplug from them, have relationships, but be ready for it to be over at a minute's notice. Which is, which is really walking the tight, right, the tight rope and, you know, finding that balance. So this is moving back into talking about uh, the, the dream job branching out, the branching dream. I can remember a couple years ago 
there was this notion going around just how economics were, how things were going. There was this notion of, in the future, everyone will have three jobs. You know, and at, on one point, on one, in one way, that sounds bad. It's like, oh, things are terrible and you have three jobs. But think of it. You don't have, you're not at a desk at one place with one group of people. You have this opportunity of branching out. So you can be going off and doing other things. You know, and yeah, you sit at that desk for a third of the time in that cubicle. But for the other two thirds, you might be out doing something incredibly active and something creative. Not to say that cubicle work uh, isn't creative, because most creatives, is this true? At least in my way of doing things, I'm in a kind, in a kind of cubicle environment, but there are differences. It would be great though if, if cubicle work, if office work what, was considered an art and that what you do, you know, the presentations you give, that there was an artistry to it. And I think really that, though, it has to do with perception. Because as I'm thinking about it, I'm going, wait a second, I've done presentations, and, you know, they can be creative. You can inject them with creativity. So it, I, th I think it has less to do with the cubicle environment and more to do with perception and, say, the people who are doing these positions. Oh, Moss, are you selling out? No, no, I'm selling in. I'm selling in. I, I did an interview. I don't think I mentioned this, but I did an interview with, oh, forget me, uh, her name has heart in it, spelled S, S spelled H-A-R-T. It's another writer, and they are doing, my, my understanding is interviews for their blog, you know, business is normal, and this is great, you know, uh, you know, even if it doesn't go anywhere, it just feels so great. It feels like, um, there's synergy, yes. Uh, but there's also this, uh, you know, you feel really, uh, it feels real. It feels real and it feels encouraging. And you get to say, you get to put it out there, right? So it's up to you, however you want to present yourself. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen really cheap, uh, like say, I looked at it and went, Hey, you, you had the opportunity of doing this mind-blowing, you know, little expose on yourself, answering these questions, you know, and you totally blew it, right? You, but I think, too, it speaks to the person, and that you, you're not always, like, say, for example, uh, hashtag games on Twitter, and, and then you get you get tagged, you get included in this game with a bunch of other people. And, for example, you know, 
list five things that happened in your WYP, your work in progress, for example. And, and then you would list these five things and in a post, and then you would tag uh, five other writers. This is great community building, encouraging stuff, and it keeps you going. But I, I was just in this mindset of kind of exhaustion and, and just being burnt out. I think, I think VCon just, <laughs> you know, I used it up. That's not true, but the disappointment, you know, that that squelched things. And I sat there and I, f I came up with these five things that were just so, I was way out there and, was, and that one of my characters was a, a trans ma magician. And I, I had to stop there and went, that's cool, that's interesting and amazing, but is that true? Does it have to be true? And, but you see, I, I want it to be true. And I, I just sort of s stood there for a second, paused, and it's like, to my knowledge, that's not what's going on. But maybe this is the subconscious telling me, that's what's going on. <laughs> And two, I, I copied the post. I didn't post it, but I copied what I had written to let it ferment for a bit because I want it to be true. And if, if I'm going in that direction, I want, it, I want to be able to, to say so. And two, to be prepared for it because uh, there are, I'm, I'm connected with some... So, yeah, who knows? Who knows what group they're from, but there are some people uh, on Twitter who I think they would already have been offended because I've I've talked about LGBTQ LGBTQ anyways I've talked about homosexuality and uh, on this uh, podcast I did an episode uh, I talked about my uncle uh, who I dearly love and And, and and just say, yeah. So I think if people were going to have, have left, that they would have left. Unless unless they're they're still perched and sort of trying to work on my, on me, <laughs> crack crack me, uh, join us, leave your ways. And two, it could be anything across the political spectrum. In, in a weird way, we're all working on that, aren't we? We're all working to, you know, convert everybody else to our, our way of doing things. And, and here's, to, here's to healthy debate, healthy discourse, um, respectful, but, but not silent, right? And, you know, rhetoric that's not... Um, not cruel or gross or um, uh, defiling in the sense of, say, demeaning um, human beings, demeaning each other. I'm just, I'm just thinking, but sometimes you have to. You know, some, some people are just uh, you know, 
arguing for horrible things. Anyways, steering clear of that. It's so interesting, isn't it, though? Because it's, it's about definition, what you define as horrible. Okay, moving, let's get back on track. Uh, branching out. The convention stuff is a part of branching out, and that was part of my heartbreak, was that I wasn't going to be able to... I didn't have a platform to stand on. All of a sudden, it was sort of felt like it was taken away, and I'm not able to con- connect with other conventions, other fans, you know, that they'll go, oh, you know, who's Moss? What is VCon? Moss, VCon, that there might be this association that we can work together to achieve blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, And two, convincing myself, right, sort of sabotaging uh, my programming, you know, and allowing it to happen, allowing, allowing change to happen in a good way. connecting with the convention it, it allowed me to connect with someone who you know wanted to do a comic book uh, it connects with people who are involved in the film industry that's the truth film television it's probably more like television uh, so there's that uh, art there's definitely a lot of art at Beacon and And then, of course, of course, the writing. I'm just trying to think of if there's any connection to television that exists. It's a weird thing, too, because, say, you know, it's the six degrees of separation. One thought I had was, why not for... Uh, for the dream job, have a a sort of calling card that that lists the dream job. Sort of says writer, and then it has sort of like the dream job connection. Maybe a list like uh, TV TV novels, comics, uh, and games. sort of writer of I've had a couple neat suggestions one of them was doing doing um, the doing the books uh, it's doing my first book as a comic book uh, there's an audio book out there kicking around, but um, and two, the story's already there, and it would give me another sort of chance at it, and I could make it explicit, 
that uh, my main character is First Nations. So interesting. Right after I said it, I was, I was sort of like, you know, yeah, but you know, blah blah blah. You've got to, you know, you've got to set it up. You've got to, you've got to say exactly, you know, what, what tribe she's from, and this and that. And I was like, well, no, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. You don't have to. And I've done a huge amount of research, and it, it's important that I know, but, but you know, also just just sort of give that to the character and go, you know. One concern I got from the Canada Council of the Arts was that there, ought, there, there should be a kind of sensitivity reading that I ought to be presenting it to someone and saying, you know, what do you think of this? Because, say, you know, good intentions. Like, say, I, I have good intentions. I'm hoping to do something. But it might be interpreted, it could be interpreted in a different way. So yeah, so I'm just sitting that with, with that for a moment. So there's an idea, a notion, a calling card, you know, hit people. I've had calling cards in the past, but I've always been, um, I've always been upset about them because they're not, it's not me. And it's not my, I'm not presenting... Yeah, so it was like it was somebody else. And so, you know, handing over your, your business card, whatever. But it's, it's not you. So I think this is closer to who I am. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially now. Right, we've got six minutes. And... Uh, branching out. The one thing I noticed about sort of the dream job territory was that it all had to do with writing and stories. And that that was my preoccupation. And I've, I've done many things, but I always come back to uh, the storytelling. And this is just me. I think it's that it, it's all about interpreting it's all about interpreting and telling my story and figuring out figuring out how to do that you know can i can i tell my story can i change it you know can i steer it away from what it has been can i pretend and play and um be a main character that has a different life. Or maybe it's the same life, but that character accomplishes something uh, amazing. And, and 
and by doing that, I'm also, I'm also creating, I'm creating something amazing. And then I can share that with someone else and we can have this amazing experience. We, sh- we can share that. So I guess that's what's going on. And I can remember back when I, when I first thought, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I want, how I want to spend my life is, uh, I, w- I want to write. I want to tell stories. That it was, it definitely had to do with getting inside my own head and say that uh, as a survival tactic for dealing with uh, PTSD, which, which I didn't have, I didn't know at the time. So it's sort of looking back and going, okay, that makes sense. It makes sense. Do something creative, imaginative, and either um, dealing with the problem or creating a, an experience to help at least balance what's going on in the outside world. So that makes sense. I think a reason for a good reason for branching out is that it increases the possibility and it's it's still it's still the same thing. Uh, it's just uh and two writing novels by myself, you know, it's completely my intellectual property. <laughs> a, vo- a voice inside said, you know, no it's not. And I and it's like, okay, subconscious, you as well. You share, you know, you're, you're the majority owner. And, and, and then now there's this kind of grumbling sort of, you know, that's right. You better, you better, <laughs> you better be sure. You, not you better be sure you, uh, you bet you're something, something. Right. So, branching out. Famous last words. Couple minutes. I think. I think if it's close to, if it involves writing, then then I'll be okay. If it can be some something, some on some level, some par, then, then it's okay. Uh, then I can cope. I also had some experiences where I was thinking, even just, say, doing a part-time job, a gig, as they say on Craigslist, that, that it, it is possible uh, for me to do as long as, as the opposite still exists, which means uh, as long as writing is still there, as, as long as I'm working on something, then you know there's that balance that it's tolerable. I'm trying to convince myself of this. 
the truth is that that there's this great there's this debt it feels like it it feels like that there's something that is owed and that the balance is off and and perhaps that's why i'm continuing you know that i'm i'm not stopping you do one book and okay that's it i'm done and that wasn't it at all uh, you know it had to do with getting inside the headspace and it had, yeah <laughs> it really does have nothing to do about money but it has everything to do about self esteem and you know this this beautiful thing um that is possible to create in oneself <clears throat> So that's where I'm at, uh, and it is, and it's not, it's not too bad, and it, but it's it's really helpful to be thinking, in the sense of um, dream job, to be moving towards that, rather than you know dead end job, or that you're going to be miserable at something. Instead, to have this destination in mind, uh, and then finally, also. You know, even even getting there, I've heard about abusive um, producers uh, in film and television. You know, say addicts. You know, who've they've gotten they've gotten to this place, and they're just you know these monsters of desire, and you know they're making everybody miserable. You know that. That one, you know, one does have to get out of that situation. It, it, it is a kind. It is a kind of codependent relationship that one has to get out of, get into something else to take care of yourself. Uh, and that's a weird thing. It's like I'm thinking, oh, you could end up at, like I said earlier, you could end up in that cubicle, and it might actually be an awesome company to work for, and. You know, very ethical, very um, that the management is actually encouraging rather than abusive. Okay, on that note, thank you for listening and take care.